ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. And to correct myself, Ooh. if you've never listened before, uh-huh. we want to tell you. Yes. Because we won't be reminding you because you never would have heard it before. Yes. We love listener feedback. And if they never listened before, they wouldn't know that that's like a change from the normal shtick. They, they, they may think, well, they just don't want to hear from me, but we do. So if you've got questions about what we're discussing today, actually today's episode came from a question from a listener. Uh, if you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. There are two easy ways to do that. You can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet us. The Twitter handle is at sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition. So, Father, I should mention, speaking of Twitter and um, the Twitter handle and hashtag ignition, a listener corrected me re- recently. Oh. I think um, in one of our last batches of rec- episodes, uh, recordings, I mentioned that we never get any any uh, ideas via yeah, any uh, tweets. Yep, yep. And, and I, was, I was rightfully corrected. Once, once it was brought to my attention, I recalled that, oh, that's right. You, yeah, that, yeah, sorry. So, Gina. Thanks for listening. Gina, I know you tweet at us. Thank you. <laughs> Just do it more often, <laughs> so then I won't forget. <laughs> so uh, we are today, Father. It's uh, early May. We're middle of Easter season. How I, we haven't really done sort of a check in. Uh, I just want to take a couple of minutes. How's the Easter season for you in the Thanks. parish, Father? It's just great. This I is just... li- listeners. Okay. <laughs> If you've listened before, you'll get this. If you've never listened before, sometimes I wish that, sometimes both Father and I wish that this were a vodcast or video podcast or whatever. It doesn't work out that well on the radio, though. This is, because <laughs> Father just uh, took on the most uh, interesting posture, like, oh, let's talk. How are you doing? Oh, good to see you. So, anyway, how are, how's the Easter season? Uh, who are you, by the way? Which question do you want me this to is answer? Just, this is this is train wreck. Um, I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I am the director of the Pope Pius XII Newman Center, as well as the pastor of St. Paul's in White, South Dakota, and where we're having a great Easter season. Okay. Uh, I got to receive uh, full baptize and reception and two received in the church at the Newman Center at Easter time, mm. and two others who we prepped, but then they uh, transferred at semester, and so they got, but they came back for a visit after their... Uh, reception which was kind of cool awesome and then uh out in white at saint paul's we have had uh, first communion so far which was marvelous and uh yeah just enjoying easter graces and trying to live the truth that uh, christ has conquered sin and death and it's uh, harder than it looks <laughs> knowing knowing it is not just half the battle in this yes. case <laughs> knowing it is five percent of the battle <laughs> Uh, I'm Chris Bergwald. I'm the director of adult discipleship and evangelization with the Diocese of of Sioux Falls. Um, My wife and I have been married for, okay, what year is this? Do add half, Um, 17 and a half years, married 99. So it's a little bit easier than many other couples. So, um, 
Uh, we have five kids, and number four of our fifth of our five, mm. Alexi, just this last Sunday as we're recording, um, received her first Holy Communion. What a happy Easter gift! Yeah, it was, it yeah. was, and just this morning, two days later, she um, beautiful thing, Father. By the way, um, Alexi. Over the last school year, academic year, more than once, uh, my wife homeschools our kids, um, so there's a little bit of freedom with the schedule that way, but Alexi would go up to Mass mm-hmm. uh, and pray the Mass on her own, mm. even though she couldn't yet receive. I mean, most people think, well, yeah. why would you? Uh, but she she just wanted to do that. She, she's she been desiring to receive um, for a little, for uh, several, several months now. Who's the saint? Alexandra of Rome is what she's claimed. No, no, but there's, isn't there a saint, oh. like a Carmelite saint, who like died at her first communion because oh. she was overcome with ecstasy? I didn't know. I haven't heard. I, no, it's, I, in, it's in the glory <sighs> stories. Listeners, there's these. Oh, uh, yeah, like, those are great. Uh, CDs called glory stories, which are uh, great for children. You have to. Some of them you have to depend on what age. Yep. Uh, maybe a little more or less age appropriate. Because uh, some of them are martyrs or things like that. But there's one um, who. I think she was a Carmelite, like a third order Carmelite or something, but she was really young and she uh, died at her first communion. Wow. Yeah. I know Trez, the little flower, Trez of Vesu really, I mean, longed for, was yeah. yearning for um, uh, hers. Um, Alexi was, she was at the end of the day, very disappointed that the day, sad the day was over. <laughs> They, they, she had that, and then she and her older siblings all had a piano reset. It was a full, it was a chocolate wow. day, but she was sad that the first communion Sunday was over. Whereas the parents were happy that bedtime came. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that, Alexi. Uh, but today she went to, uh, I took her to daily mass, hmm. um, and she was able to, to partake fully in uh, daily mass. So jumping from second grade to a little bit older. The topic for today, that was a forced transition, I know. Is that, is that what no, the, no, you know? my, my, my smirking is more on the idea of like, f- is it a deficiency in your participation if you can't receive communion? Yeah. Because you said full participation. In yeah, the I'd say it's a deficiency. Okay. All right. Now, um, it's a sufficient participation to participate without receiving. It's sufficient but it's still deficient. It's gripping dialogue like this that the listeners love. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. I just had to ask that. It went on my face, and Dr. Bergwald could see my face. You can't. So, <laughs> so, but that's not what we're talking about. We're today. not. We're talking about uh, slightly older young people. Uh, one of our slightly older young people in the diocese, one of our seminarians, Mike Kapperman, is always good for questions. We're still clearing up his backlog from last July or something. Oh, really? This, this is a holdover from way back. Has he asked more since then? No. Thank <laughs> He's... <laughs> Mike, father said that, not me. <laughs> yeah, come at me, bro. Um, Mike actually, um, well, somewhat like you, father, he um, he didn't enter into college seminary right away. Um, Mike attended D- Dakota State University in Madison, South Dakota, uh, before um, entering into seminary. Um, and so Mike's question is related to um, life on campus, um, specifically, he's wondering about an organization. Well, he says, what is Focus? I already tipped the, tipped, um, the listeners. If you've never heard of uh, Focus, it's an organization that we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about um, today in this episode because um, a lot of our listeners will be familiar with it. Um, but many, probably many more aren't familiar with Focus. Uh, it's an organization that's doing great things on campuses across the country. 
And uh, I think it's worth spending a little bit of time talking about it. But then if we, have, if time allows, I'd love to hear from Father, because as you heard earlier in the show, he is the campus minister at the uh, Pius XII Newman Center at South Dakota State in Brookings. Um, and just talking a little bit about the importance of and the place of campus ministry in general. But we'll, we'll start off with focus. So Father, you... you um, you have focus missionaries. We'll explain that in a bit at South Dakota State. You've had them there, I think, your entire time. Yes, uh, this is their 10th year on campus. Uh, this is my eighth year being on campus. Haven't had the same missionaries, sure. but, they, but we've had focus missionaries uh, here for 10 years. So focus stands for, it's an acronym, uh, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Father, can you give us um, and the listeners a little bit of history of, of what focus is, how, how it got started, et cetera? Yeah. Uh, so focus started as kind of the brainchild, if you will, of Curtis Martin, uh, and Edward, Dr. Edward Shree, uh, together with, uh, some conversations with Scott Hahn. I think they're all doing some graduate work at that time at Franciscan University in Steubenville. And just this desire to advance, uh, to answer, uh, Pope John Paul II's call of the new evangelization, uh, or, uh, for a springtime evangelization and desire to bring that, especially to college campuses, Curtis in his own personal story, uh, I believe went away from the church for a while yeah. due to the work of, uh, I think it's Campus Crusade for Christ, and uh, came back to the church uh, to the fullness of faith, thanks be to God, but uh, had a real appreciation for the methods and some of the uh, biblical-based vision of Campus Crusade for Christ and how it did its work and wanted to bring that to college campuses. And so then uh, uh, they went from there and launched from there. Um, just recently, uh, I, I was able to hear a little bit um, mm. from Scott Hahn about his involvement. Mm. And, and for him also, he, he was, um, if, if you've ever heard, people have ever heard his story, Scott Hahn, a theologian now, Catholic uh, scholar and so on, but was raised, um, uh, was a Protestant growing up. Presbyterian. Presbyterian, yeah. That was a Presbyterian minister, uh, a seminary professor and so on. He talked about, uh, in, in this conversation was talking about sort of his his relationship with Curtis and with Dr. Shri. Um, and, and he was talking about how, for him, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't Campus Crusade. It was another uh, evangelical campus ministry. But how for him as a college student, how formative it had been um, evangelizing through relationships, mm. peer-based ministry, things we're going to hear about. Accountability. Yeah. So for him, when, when he was trying to help Curtis and Ted get focus started. Just his own background spoke in as well. So, uh, what? At, so they, they get started a little bit. They brain they're brainstorming or whatever at Francisco University. But that's not where it started, though. Actually, formally, right. The first campus that hosted it was Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. And I have a personal connection there. My older brother, only brother, was in the first ever Bible study that Doctor Shree uh, ran on that campus. Oh wow! And was one of his first disciples. Really? Uh, on that campus, yeah. I don't know if I knew your brother went to Benedictine yep. for all four years for undergrad? Yep. Okay. And uh, uh, so that's where they started. And then I think maybe Northern Colorado, University of Northern Colorado was yep. the second one. Uh, and then they've uh, grown from there. And at this point in 2017, they're at uh, right around or just over 100 campuses uh, across wow. the country. And with a desire to continue to to grow that mission as Providence allows. Okay. So they're they're... Again, as you're just saying, they're, they're definitely growing. They're having success. Correct. But they're also growing uh, in a very ecclesial manner. And so they only come to a campus if the local bishop and the chaplain invites them. As opposed to what? Well, just going on their own and kind of saying, hey, we're going to do this Catholic mission and we're going to fundraise and we're going to 
be financially stable on our own, and we're just going to send people to places. So, um, in an ecclesial way, so respective of the, of the the hierarchy and the role of the Correct. hierarchy, the 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 local bishop, the local uh, campus minister, whoever it might be. Right. Okay. Okay. They want to make sure that that relationship is always fostered and maintained and and grown as much as possible. Right. I mean, there's always points where there's questions and misunderstandings or the like. Sure. Okay. So what else, uh, anything in terms of history, anything else that would be relevant, do you think? Uh, not that I can think of. Okay. I think it's, it's pretty just clear cl- snapshot of it. It's a good it's elevator pitch. Good. <laughs> so, so what, um, you have experience up close and personal. What, mm. I don't know, not necessarily differentiates, maybe what's the approach? What's the, what's the method of yeah. focus? So one of the big things about focus is that it's, it's different than a kind of a standard campus ministry. And so the way I like to think about them is that they're like hounds to the hunter. Okay. And so uh, South Dakota people pheasant hunt. And the way the most, the most pheasant hunt, if we're lucky enough to pheasant hunt in such a way, is that we send dogs <laughs> out uh, to drive up the game. Right. So we have to work less hard. And then the dogs drive up the pheasants and then we get to, to shoot them. Uh, so <laughs> on a college campus, uh it can seem to many ministers and ministries to be an impenetrable wall Okay. in that regard. It's hard to get in there. It's hard to get a foothold, a toehold, a stronghold uh, into areas of campus life. And so focus does that for me and, or aids that for me. They go out into the thickets, into the, uh, into the thick of things because uh, they're recent college graduates themselves. And they make those connections uh, providentially led and also deliberately planned out and, and prayerfully discerned about where we're going to invest our time and energy. And they make a lot of those connections and start to build relationship uh, in order to invite people to Christian life in uh, the Catholic Church. And so in many ways, they're inviting people from the campus into the life of the Newman Center. Okay. And so there's a great cooperation in that way. They're not about doing big events. They're not about doing pizza parties. Uh, they're not about uh, bringing in speakers. What they do is they're just is. Uh, I think there's an analogy from the political world as well, but that idea of ground game, and uh, a lot of uh, politicians and political world they talk about making sure that the candidate has a ground game. Are there people volunteers going door to door for that candidate, talking about the issues of the candidate, talking about the candidate's name, and kind of creating that interest. We don't experience that very much in South Dakota because no one is really interested in South Dakota as a political uh, prize. Yes. But um, so in the same way, they're going out there and kind of creating these relationships and creating these efforts to bring people into the life of the church at the Newman Center. And I've got to make sure there's life at the Newman Center, but I don't want them to be burdened with making sure there's life at the Newman Center. Right. Okay. So um, would it be fair to say then that they, and we'll talk about, who the missionaries are in more detail in a moment, but they uh, don't—they don't work for you strictly, but they definitely work with you. Would correct, that be right? Correct. So they don't—I—I I don't hire them. I don't choose them for the most part. I can have input, but it's not my final say. Uh, I contract with Focus, and so we we pay a fee into Focus to come uh, to our Newman Center, but uh, it's more like a contracted service, right? Okay. Okay, so you you alluded to these missionaries. They're they're like the hounds that are hopefully driving the game right. to you. Um, and you had mentioned how they're recent college grads. So talk a little bit more about the typical focused so, missionary. Yeah, typical focused missionary is someone who's probably had an experience uh, of focus on their campus. Certainly, an experience of the faith, hopefully, and of 
the personal decision to follow after Jesus Christ in the life of the Catholic Church, so purposely walking a life and living a life of discipleship. Uh, they're interviewed, they go through an interview process, uh, they're hired, and then they spend their summer, uh, six weeks of their summer, five weeks of their summer in Florida, South Florida, where no one wants to be in June and July because yeah. it's miserable. Uh, and so they get a good rate. And they do uh, training down. They're bringing in people like Scott Hahn uh, and other uh, people to instruct them on the life of faith, uh, Bible studies, both uh, the content of the faith itself in a, to a certain degree, as well as uh, the tactics and skills needed of a focused missionary. Okay. And then the rest of their summer, they have to go and fundraise their salary. So I mentioned earlier that we pay a fee. The fee that we pay is quite nominal for yes. the service we get. I get four full-time employees. And I pay a uh, something that would hardly pay for, uh, barely pay for one full-time employee. Okay. And that money then goes to Focus to pay for recruiting, for training, and also a bit of their operating budget on campus. Okay. And then, uh, so it's the individual Focus missionaries' responsibility to fundraise themselves amongst friends and family members, parishioners, uh, people of that sort, so they can have a salary as a missionary to pay for college loans, to pay for the necessities of mission, things like that. Um, while they're uh, in there at the minimum of a two-year commitment. Okay. And so you make a two-year commitment because that way you take one year learning how to do it and one year actually doing it. Right. Uh, your experience, many of the missionaries re-up, if you will, for a couple, or is it? Half and half. Okay. I mean, uh, the Focus tells me that they replace their team directors so that uh, on campus there's a team of at least four. And there's usually one person who's the team director in charge of it. So some other responsibilities and management responsibilities of the team. They turn over 50% of those a year. Okay. So that's a high turnover rate. Right. And I, I know some Catholic campus ministers, I'm um, thinking one in particular from a very successful one in the South, uh, where he says that's his biggest complaint. Oh, sure. Well, focus is a high turnover. Okay. Okay. You know where there's not a lot of turnover? On ignition? Yes. Because we've been here now for... <laughs> 311 episodes yes. bringing you uh, insights into the Catholic faith. And we always want your input, your questions, uh, and your suggestions for future episodes. You can contact us in either of these two electronic ways. Email. You can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet us. Use the Twitter handle at sfdiocese. That's S-F-D-I-O-C-E-S-E with the hashtag ignition. Again, at sfdiocese. And you use the hashtag ignition to get your tweets routed to us. So what else uh, could you tell us? We're talking today about Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Father Dickinson, um, I'm asking him a lot of the questions because he has uh, lots of experience with Focus being present at the campus where he is ministering. And did I tell you, uh, did you know that I was the honorary fourth member of the Focus team at Colorado State University 2005 to 2006? I did not know yeah. that. It was my last year in Denver when I was a deacon. <laughs> And I was assisting with some outreach uh, at that uh, at that campus, and they only had three people on their team because they just they always sure. had a hard time hiring guys. Yep. And so I was jokingly referred to by the uh, three missionaries there as the honorary fourth member of the team. Nice. And so, Congratulations. Yeah. I'm it's a like focus the, alum. It's like the fourth musketeer. Yeah. <laughs> Not remembers them at all. <laughs> or the fifth Ramon. <laughs> what? The Ramones, punk uh -huh. rock band for the 1980s. Uh -huh. Anyways. All right. Um, <laughs> What, what, what else uh, about method or approach or emphasis? Yeah, so the, their, their general aim is what they call the main theme or the main thing, excuse me, I think is what they still call it. Uh, 
focus and it's a growing organization. So sometimes they come up with things and then abandon them and switch sure. them and nuance them. And yep. Anyways, uh, inviting, uh, their main thing, the, what, the, what they're supposed to do is invite college students into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church, inspiring and equipping them for a lifetime of Christ-centered evangelization, discipleship, and friendship in which they lead others to do the same. Wow. That's yeah. A, that's a lot. I read that. I didn't have memory. Okay. So. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, inviting, so just breaking that down, inviting college students into growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. So uh, just, hey, like Jesus Christ, you know, do you know him? Do you love him? Do you have a relationship with him? Uh, One of our students had a great line recently, I'm going to use in promotional material, uh, is I went to Catholic school and I learned a lot about Catholicism, but now I'm learning what it means to be a Catholic. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not just a head full of knowledge, but how do I actually like, know Jesus and be in relationship with Jesus. I, similarly, I, I've heard often, and frankly, I think I've used it, and I think you have as well. Um, it's one thing to know about Jesus. It's another thing to know, know Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, and then, so, uh, once they do that, and they often call that the win stage, okay. uh, that would correspond to what they call uh, kind of threefold mantra, win, build, send. Okay. So, to win them, to invite them into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. And so, then, and that'd be through 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 personal relationships. Yep. Yeah. So, like friendships. Hi, my name's Bob. Hi, I'm Tim. You know, uh, I see you're playing basketball. Can I play with you? Yes. All right. So they're shooting hoops. Uh, so, like, you know, I see you got a cross uh, necklace on. Why don't you tell me about the cross? What does the cross mean to you? You know, start to ask questions like that, know about them, and then say, "Well, I happen to do a Bible study. Would you ever want to join?" Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I could. Okay. No, I'm not ready to join a Bible study. Oh, okay. Well, the Newman Center is going on a mission trip. Uh, over spring break, would you be interested in that? Oh, yeah, I can't study the Bible, but I could pound some nails, <laughs> you know? Uh, so just inviting them to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. What's the next step? Uh, and then build, inspiring, invi- inspiring and equipping them for a lifetime of Christ-centered evangelization, discipleship, and friendship. Uh, so that'd be that build stage, win, build. Uh, what does it mean to walk with Jesus, to be taught by him, to be taught by his church, to um, learn and be formed by the teachings of the church in that regard, um, which involves study. And they often do that through a particular friendship, so kind of a defined friendship called a discipleship relationship, Okay. in which uh, the focus missionary or a student themselves will uh, seek to guide another student in their walk with Christ. Think of it as mentoring. Uh, what's the best way to uh, learn something? Typically, it's one-on-one. Right, yep. And so in the same way. It's that way you can take to them uh, your trials, tribulations, successes, failures, joys, and just in sharing life and then just seeing how what is the Lord doing in your own life and walking with them in that way. And then uh, to send, win, build, send, uh, is to invite them and equip them for that lifetime of Christ-centered evangelization to type friendship in which they also lead others to do the same. Okay. So that's really the key part of focus. It's not just a matter of discipling, but also then, okay, be a disciple in mission. Okay. A disciple in mission for the church and inviting others, you know. So now, you know, Tim, I helped you. Remember how we played basketball and we, we began a friendship through hoops? And uh, through that, you know, you were able to rediscover Jesus Christ in your life. I want to help you do that with others. Mm. So replicating yeah. what they've 
what they've received, encouraging them then to hand that on to others themselves. Um, Purposely doing that, not just haphazardly, not just hoping it happens, but deliberately talking about it and equipping for it and hopefully having them take the time in college to start doing that. So as you're talking there, especially about the um, build and send stages, Mm -hmm. um, Francis has this way, this phrase or or term to refer to what we're all called to missionary discipleship. So we're all called to grow in discipleship, but that should ultimately be a, a discipleship that results in mission. Disciple, if discipleship doesn't involve uh, result in mission, it's not discipleship. Right, right. So really, missionary—it's almost a redundant term that way because authentic discipleship right. should be missionary. well. Discipleship of Jesus Christ yeah. is yeah. missionary discipleship. Yeah. It can't not be missionary okay. discipleship in that way. So th- there, that um, their approach depends heavily throughout all three stages on relationships. Correct. It sounds like um, it's not really a Billy Graham crusade style of evangelizing. Right. Right. So they, uh, Curtis Martin would deliberately talk about that at times when he talks about the model, which he says is based off the model of the incarnation in the Bible. Okay. In this regard that uh, did Jesus Christ in the wisdom of God, right? Cause Christ was incarnate in the wisdom of God. Did the wisdom of God decide for our Lord to come today when there's mass media and the ability to reach out to 7 billion people at once? No. No. Came 2,000 years ago. Right, came 2,000 years ago and chose to uh, run his mission in terms of discipleship. He invited uh, the 12 to a special life with him and even within that three, Peter, James, and John, to form them and lead them in that life uh, so that they can then go out and do that with others, which they did, and we're the fruit of that right now. Right, right. And so uh, Curtis would love to talk about sometimes about if, you know, if, if Dr. Bergwald went and spoke to a million people a year and got a million people a year to dedicate their lives to Christ and his Catholic church and to live the life of the sacraments, that'd be pretty awesome. Yep. And, that would be pretty awesome. Right. I mean, that'd be really <laughs> awesome. But uh, it wouldn't be as powerful as if I went and found two people to walk the life with Christ in a specific way with Christ and his church, and then also train them to do the same with others. Mm. Right, because at the end of one year, you'd have three. No, oh, what do you mean? You would, uh, you, you. Oh, me, you a, I, oh, I'd have a million. You'd have a million, and yeah. I would have. You'd have two. Two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at I'm, the end I'm of winning. two years, you would have two million, and I would have oh. eight. Oh yeah, because the two from already, Uh-oh. the two more that I did the next year. I see year, where this is going, and then the two that they each did. So that's eight. And so then year three, a million versus sixty-four. No, not quite sixty-four. Okay. It'd be see. eighteen. Okay. Okay. Right, um, get ahead of myself. That's okay, but uh, yeah. So eighteen, Eight. and then, but so thirty-three years later, you would have thirty-three million, and thirty-three years later, I would have apparently like seven billion. Well, basically the the population of the planet right now, roughly. Yeah, in the lifetime that Christ was on this earth. 33, 33 oh. years. Yeah. I actually joke with focus sometimes that their job is to not exist in thirty-three years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So, so, but the the that, that geometric uh, whatever exponential growth or whatever, just reaching two at a time, ultimately has more impact than me giving my million man crusade. Right. If you're training them, not not just winning and building them, but also sending them in right. that missionary discipleship, as Pope Francis likes right. to call and it. And obviously, this is I mean, nothing's guaranteed in programmatic no. and formulaic. So no. it's it's. I not- mean, remembering that Jesus, you know, in his twelve had Judas. Right. Exactly. In any case, we just to, to wrap up. Um, focus is 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 bearing great fruit in the life of the church. 
It is. It is. And there's always difficulties with any mission in that way. And there's always people that don't like focus or don't like a focus missionary, but it is great food. I'm so happy that I have it. Amen. I'm so happy it's in our diocese. And that wraps up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet us at sfdiocese with the hashtag ignition with any thoughts, ideas, for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.